0: and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am so incredibly excited for you to listen to today's episode with Brooke Cates. So this is hands down one of my favorite episodes of the Unbreakable You podcast to date and I am so happy that this conversation didn't go as planned, so let me explain. Brooke Cates is the founder of The Blue Method, which is A platform for women moving through pregnancy and postpartum. It really equips you with exercise and movement that is healthy and sustainable and it's just a beautiful place for women in that time of their life to move their bodies and learn how to do that in a very loving way. So I was under the impression and kind of planned on chatting with Brooke about exercise and movement for the different stages of pregnancy and also postpartum, but we actually didn't talk about exercise at all and I'm so happy we didn't because Brooke has such an incredible outlook and understanding of body image and she's totally my kind of girl so basically for 50 minutes Brooke and I jam out about body image for women like pre-pregnancy throughout pregnancy and also postpartum so I am super excited for you to meet Brooke in just a few short minutes here. I know you're absolutely going to love this episode and I can guarantee you that I will be having Brooke back on the podcast in a future episode just so I can soak up more of her energy and chat more with her because she is such a beautiful soul. So you can find Brooke over on Instagram at The Bloom Method and I highly recommend you connecting with her over there even if you've never been pregnant before or have never experienced that postpartum journey. Just as a woman, Please go connect with Brooke because she is such an incredible human. I love her so much. And just one note before we actually do dive into this incredible conversation that I have with Brooke this week, if you are listening to this episode, no matter how old you are, no matter if you have or haven't experienced pregnancy before or that postpartum period, Just if you are a woman struggling with body image, and you just feel like it has been this thing on your back, or this thing on your shoulder, or this thing in your mind that you just cannot shake, and I know there are so many of you women struggling every single day, or maybe... Your, you have good days, you have good weeks, and then that, those old beliefs, those old thoughts come creeping in again, and you are just so over dealing with bad body image. <laughs> please, please reach out to me. I created a 12-week small group coaching program called Back Home to You, and this is a small intimate group setting for 12 weeks where I help you get to the very root and core of your body image and food issues, your emotional and mental health issues. I help you get to the root of that inside Back Home to You. We go back, we observe, we reprogram your mind and your brain, your beliefs and your thinking patterns. We do all of that together inside Back Home to You. And you will find your way back home to yourself, be free of food and body image issues. And I am now accepting new clients for my next group of Back Home To You. And I would love for you to be one of those women that I work with. I will only be accepting three women into each group. So if you'd like to be one of those three women, please go to to you to click the button just to book your discovery call with me, or feel free to email me directly hello at megdoll.com, and we can chat more we'll book a discovery call chat more about this program back home to you Um, chat more about your struggles whether that's with body image or food or whatever you're really needing support with right now along your journey of self-healing and rediscovering yourself and coming back home to you I would love to chat more with you about this. And like I said, if this topic really resonates with you and hits home for you, let's chat more. And now let's jump over to this incredible conversation that I had with the beautiful Brooke Cates over at The Bloom Method. Don't forget to check her out. And if you are listening to this episode and you're loving it, take a screenshot and post it to Instagram. Tag me at doll. I love seeing who's listening to the episodes. So please do that so we can connect more over on Instagram. I love you all so much. Thanks for coming here every week and listening to the new episodes, and we will see each other again next week. Hey Brooke, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on today. I know you and I were just chatting for just a couple of minutes here, and I mentioned to you that I am very choosy when it comes to my podcast guests, especially when we talk about um, things like fitness and exercise and things like that, because the majority of my listeners they have had like a funky or a disordered relationship with fitness and exercise in the past and a lot of girls are going through their healing journey and kind of realizing that they might have to take a step back from working out so Having said that, I chose to have you on the podcast with me to talk about um, fitness during like pregnancy, postpartum, that sort of thing. but also I just love your approach so much and I'm so excited for everyone to meet you and hear what you have to say today. So welcome. Thanks so much. Um, it's an honor. I'm super excited to connect with you
1: and chat with your listeners. And yeah, hopefully um, my message and my light can you know resonate with them and, and what they're all individually needing in this moment.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I mean, we will be talking a little bit about fitness, but... Before we even hit record today, you were also talking about body image and how that affects women, um, not only moms, but just like women and the fitness industry and how that influences how we see our bodies and whatnot. And I really, really love your take on all of that. So super excited to get into that aspect of the conversation. But why don't you quickly introduce yourself to everyone so we can get to know you a little bit better.
1: Yeah. um, Well, my name is Brooke Cates. I am the founder and CEO of the Bloom Method. But um, even more importantly, I am a mama to a two-year-old little boy and um, a wife to an incredible partner in this life. Um, He and I have been together for about 14 years, which is crazy. I may have just aged myself with that statement. Um, And I just... I'm so thankful that I get to do the work that I get to do and have these conversations like we are gonna have today because um, this is my passion. And I think that um, it can be rare for individuals to be able to really stand in their truth and their power and um, do the work because we have to call it that way that we are truly passionate about. And so it is such an honor for me to, have the Bloom Method. The Bloom Method is, for those of you who don't know, is a pre and postnatal movement and fitness methodology. I like to throw in the movement component because fitness isn't for everyone. And what I've done with Bloom um, is really created this roadmap for all women who want to have a more intentional connection with their body, whether they're carrying a bag of groceries, helping someone move a piece of furniture, chasing their child, or working out in their favorite form of exercise. Um, and I created the Bloom Method um, through one-on-one work that I was doing with pre and postnatal women about seven, eight years ago. Um, and through that, has have, the Bloom Method has really evolved in this beautiful, effortless way, um, as I often will say about Bloom. And I think there are a couple of reasons. One, I'm really big into manifestation, and I believe that I've been able to manifest all of these beautiful passions um, that I put out into the world. But number two is that I just listen to what women want, and I sit with it, and I do my best to try and execute what they want and what they need. So while I started off working with um, thousands of one-on-one women or one-on-one individual clients i then transformed the methodology into group fitness because that's what women wanted it was more accessible there was community and so i did it and i opened up a brick and mortar um, studio and then we took it online because that was another ask and so Um, We now have our app um, that we call Studio Bloom, and it kind of mimics um, a a fitness studio experience with tons of different offerings. And then, of course, the the methodology and the education that we that we preach about um, woven into that. So that's what we do and that's kind of a little bit of who I am I guess
0: (laughs) amazing I love it okay so I am going to ask you somewhat of a random question but not really I am because we're getting to know you better do you know your human design type (laughs)
1: um so I do I am um a manifester and which is fitting
0: I am too
1: and my my husband's a manifester and then my little boy is a how do they say it? A manifesting generator? Yeah. 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 Amazing. So and I, I find that human design is so cool in, in our families or our chosen families with friends and how we all seem to really balance each other out in this beautiful way. So yeah, that's cool. And yeah. I like random questions. So keep yeah.
0: just as you were talking and sharing like your vision and how it, just like the blue method and everything that you've kind of put out into the world has just so like, it's come together with so much ease. I resonated with that so much. And like I said, I'm also a manifestor. So I was just like, I'm very curious what her human design type is but that makes total sense so yay I'm so proud of you and that sounds so amazing and I want to definitely get to know more about the blue method and how you help women inside there but you talked a lot about passion and I'm just curious like how did you realize that doing this type of work was your passion and where you were supposed to be putting your energy into? That is such a great question. Um, I love that. So, um, I
1: didn't realize it at first it was a tiny voice. Um, and I like to refer to it as the tiny scary voice because often it's the scariest things in life that are the things that we should run towards. Um, You know, I was at a place in my life where I was pretty complacent um, with what I was doing. I wasn't super happy about how I was earning income. And um, ultimately, regardless of income or not, like our work is what we spend the majority of our day doing. And I believe I was around 29 or 30 when this happened. Um, And it was it was kind of based on my experience. So I look back and I feel that my story has probably changed a little bit um, over the years. Um, but i, I remember being, Um, I nannied all through college, I guess I should start there. I nannied all through college. And then um, as I continued to nanny, I also kind of morphed into working as like an estate manager or a house manager for wealthy families. And often because of my nanny experience, there would be some level of dealing with their children. So I was around children, I was around parents and I was around family dynamics a lot. And one thing I witnessed was the ebb and flow of women getting pregnant, having a baby. And then I I refer to it as trying to almost like reclaim a sense of their selves postpartum. And it wasn't always done gracefully with these women. It was, um, you know, from my perspective, there was a lot of challenge. I refer to it as it seemed like a lot of these women, um, they like had to climb this 14 er before they ever got to the top and felt like even an ounce of themselves. It was always just such a trek. And I think one of the things that I experienced that was kind of like this, like slap in the face, oh my gosh, and the voice in my head got louder was I witnessed um, one of the women that I worked for talking to another woman Her two-year-old is standing beside her and for some reason they were talking about their bodies and they both were exercising and into fitness and she said, well, you know, you know about those days I had to give up this and pointed to her body in order to have this and pointed to her daughter and I remember going, oh my goodness on so many levels, like what you just put on your daughter, if she understood what you just said, what you just put on your own beautiful body that gave you this child, that birthed this child, that like the pressure and the shit, excuse my language, but the shit that we take on as women and put ourselves in this box of we are not good enough. I don't know, it just captured me and I, So I started down this path wanting to shift the narrative, wanting to help empower women. Um, It started postpartum because I was just like, oh my gosh, why do women feel this way about their bodies? This is not okay. Um, And then it just, I mean, come on, it just catapulted because I think that when we when we grab on to a passion even not knowing that it's a passion in the beginning then it's just like we can keep pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling and the ribbon gets more beautiful and more vibrant and that's exactly what it did and so now my love for this is so much bigger and all encompassing and isn't just postpartum it's preconception and helping women you know shift the narrative before they ever step into pregnancy before they ever experience these body changes especially women who have potentially dealt with any level of um, dysfunctional relationships with their body, with the way they see their body, with fitness and movement, with eating. If we can tackle that before getting pregnant or at least be prepared for it um, and understand how to give ourselves that love that we need, it makes pregnancy and postpartum and motherhood so much more beautiful and then of course there's the pregnancy and the the birth and the postpartum and i i love it all but it all it all stems from from this desire to truly empower human beings on such a deep level and um fitness and movement is just the the way that i do it
0: Oh my gosh, that is absolutely incredible. And I really do believe that, like, we were connected for a reason. You're so speaking my language right now. So, thank you for sharing that story. And I think it would be fun to kind of walk through pregnancy, even before getting pregnant, right? Like you said, that's kind of where you really like to start, but what if we walked through those three stages and talked about those mindset shifts that women need to be making so they can feel really confident and be embracing and accepting and loving their bodies just as they are like preconception?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's see. Preconception is, I mean, all three stages are probably multifaceted, right? Um, But with preconception, I think it's understanding that your body and your mind, but your physical body is about to embark on, in my opinion, the most profound, magical, innate, ancient journey that we as women are given the opportunity to experience. And what I mean by that is I don't, I often think that women in in present day miss the magic of creating a child, carrying the child, birthing the child, and then raising the child out in this big, bold world that we live in. Um, And when I think about women, even considering going down the path of, do we wanna try to have a baby? Are we open to having a baby? Is this the life I want? There are so many things that truly have to happen perfectly for that baby to be created and be in your body. And when we can have a positive mindset of gratitude and honoring, of what this experience is about to unfold for us versus worry or concern or self-criticism about the physical changes that you might experience or that you're going to experience. Um, And also comparison comes up. I mean, with living in the world and or in the age of social media, comparison is such a thing. I am almost 40 years old. And so I did not grow up with social media, social media. I got bigger into social media, maybe early with Facebook, but then really with the whole Instagram thing. And now, of course, with the business. And I have to tell you, it really bothers me the amount of, and the level of comparison from a physical standpoint that women take on. And so I always tell women, preconception and pregnant, every single woman on this planet carries differently. Everyone's belly size is different. They gain different amounts of weight. Some will have stretch marks. Some won't. We all have cellulite for the love of God. We all (laughs) have cellulite. Can we just celebrate it and embrace it and show it and wear the damn shorts for God's sakes, you know? So I think from a from a fertility standpoint or trying to conceive standpoint, it's just about mentally preparing yourself that there are going to be physical changes, there are going to be vast amount of mental changes as well, and trying to come at it with gratitude versus this this stigma of judgment because it's so easy for women to fall into the judgment right they're worried about how much weight they're gonna gain how big their boobs are gonna get how big their boobs won't get how big their belly gets their hips their butts um and i just think that if we could all take deeper breaths deep diaphragmatic breaths of course since that's what we <laughs> yeah. do, um would all we would just all be so much better prepared, and then to go down that rabbit hole of our children. I mean, if we believe that everything we think is, is a, can provide a cellular response to our body, you are gr- potentially about to grow a human being in your body. So if you can get your thoughts right now, you're giving gifts to your child in such an mm-hmm. abundant way before they ever are welcomed here on the earth plane like it it's just it's bigger than you just carry a baby and then you birth the baby and then once they're here you have to navigate how to raise them what if we truly believe that we could affect them on an emotional physical cellular level simply based on the way that we feel about our bodies and the way that we feel about our pregnancy and the way we hold our bellies as our babies are growing I i feel like i'm kind of going into pregnancy too but That, you know, those two kind of mesh, it's just like, if we can just have gratitude for that, it's, it's so much better for us and our babies and our partners and everyone around us too.
0: (laughs) Everyone. And just like the whole journey, right? So you put so beautifully what I've been kind of like communicating to my listeners about my journey of getting my period back. So Mm -hmm. Um, in 2018, I started my HA recovery journey, and a year later, I had like gained about 30 to 40 pounds, and I had my period, was super healthy, like healthiest I've ever been, and through that HA journey, which we have a lot of listeners who has, have gone through that journey, and a lot of women who go through HA recovery make that whole journey about their body and the weight gain that they'll have and how their body is going to change similar to like preconception, like, right? And I would always tell people that I just like chose not to make it about my body. And I really love how you said that, you know, to make it about gratitude or just be grateful for these changes that are happening or that will be happening for your body because it's all for creating this incredible human that you're going to bring into the world. So I I liked that like um, relation there because I have been talking about that, but you put it into really beautiful words. So thank you. <laughs>
1: I love that correlation too. I think that's beautiful. And it is, it is so in sync. I mean, if we, because I think about your journey and it, when you said you got your period back and you were, you know, it was because you were healthier than you've been. It actually made me think about my postpartum period. And I remember, (laughs) excuse me. I remember getting my, my period back at exactly six months. I was still nursing and getting your period back postpartum is really different for everyone. Everyone's hormones are different, et cetera, et cetera. And um, there are a lot of factors involved, but this is just kind of funny because I remember being getting my period back and getting my period back perfectly in alignment with the moon cycle. And I went, Whoa, I don't know what I did right, but that is such a beautiful celebration that not it wasn't just that my period came back postpartum, it was that my period came back in sync with the cycles of mama earth and this planet. And I, it was just incredible. So yeah, I think if we could just switch our gears to what is truly meaningful in our lives, right? Like when we die, if you or your listeners, any of us, if we are interested at all in having any level of a legacy, whether that's a big legacy or a legacy within the people that we know in our lives, Do we really think that those people are going to be like, well, Meg, she had a kick-ass booty. That girl did some squats in her (laughs) lifetime. I mean, no one is talking about that, yet we put so much pressure on ourselves to have this so-called perfect physique for our body to look a certain way in shorts or leggings or a crop top. Why? Why? Because if we walk in the world with confidence, that is what shines. We are, I mean, I could go a little, you know, woo-woo on you and your audience, but- We love
0: woo-woo, so bring it on, girl.
1: (laughs) I believe we're all light beings and our, our light beings don't care about- our physical body. And if our physical body, in a sense, I'll get to what I mean by that, because that was kind of a strong statement. Our light beings need our physical vessels 100%. But if if we are pushing ourselves into an, into an unhealthy state to achieve physical fitness-based goals that are simply based on looks and aesthetics, our I feel that that dims our light, that dims our potential light, versus meeting ourselves, where our our consciousness is happy, our light being is happy, our physical body is healthy and at a sustained place, and we just love the damn skin we're in. Like, I, yeah. So yeah. whether it's you're you're considering getting pregnant, you're already pregnant, and you're already experiencing those changes or your postpartum and you are you do it I tell women all the time it's okay to miss your pre-pregnancy self whether that's mental or physical body it's okay to have those vulnerable moments of i miss my flat abs my really strong core if that was your thing pre pre-pregnancy because i also believe that in healing or in any timeline, we have to honor what is coming up for us, right? So it's about honoring that, but then looking at what you have, look at your body and realize what it did. You literally created a human that is running around laughing and experiencing this world that we live in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think it's so much bigger than our bodies. And of course, It is important for our bodies to feel good and to move well and to be able to sustain running after a child or carrying a heavy load those functional aspects of our body are important and there is nothing wrong with the fitness industry there's nothing wrong with someone working out on a daily basis do i recommend doing seven days a week of workouts. No, I more so (laughs) think it's better to just move your body seven days a week. Um, but I just think it's, there's so much of a mental component that is often not talked about when it comes to the fitness industry, like asking women, why, why do you exercise? Mm -hmm. I saw on Instagram several days ago, um, someone posted if, if exercising did not provide you with the chiseled abs, the perky butt, the nice legs, whatever, toned arms, would you still do it? Would you still do it? And I think that is such a great question for everyone because the, if the answer is no truly in your gut, maybe you should reassess how you're moving your body.
0: Yes. Yes. I read something similar like a couple years ago and it was like, whatever exercise you're currently doing, if it didn't like, make your body look the way it does right now? Would you still do it? Or something like, what if exercise didn't affect how your body looks? Like, what type of exercise would you be doing? And I remember reading that and feeling really good about what I was doing. I personally just love lifting weights. Like, I just love it. And I do it like three times a week. And that's a good routine for me. And I just feel so good doing that. And yeah, I just want all women to get to a point where they're actually doing something that they thoroughly enjoy and not like killing themselves, but just doing it because they feel really good doing it and being okay with how their body looks because of it, you know? Yep.
1: And celebrating that because your body still is able to lift those weights for a sustained amount of time yes. and that worth a celebration.
0: You yeah. Know? Yeah. Actually in a group coaching session that I had with my girls, Just yesterday, we were talking a lot about body image and how it's so crazy, but yet kind of comical that we think it matters so much about what our bodies look like. And I was like, girls, would you still be coaching with me inside this group if I looked different? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, see, it doesn't like matter what I look like. And I think just hearing that really put things into perspective for them and a lot of other people when they hear it put in those words, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. And so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about maybe some important mindset shifts for women who are pregnant, because I definitely haven't been in that space before. So I wouldn't know, but I'm very interested to hear what you have to say for those women. Um, I think breath work and meditation
1: go a long way. I think that, um, you know, again, it just, it just goes back to that gratitude once you're pregnant, even more so, right. Because your body is constantly doing something like it. I I'm smiling right now because I'm thinking about, you know, women put such um, an emphasis on like, oh, no matter what I do, I have to get my workout in today. I have to get my workout in today. By the way, ladies, I created a fitness method and I am so So not that woman I am. I, I don't actually work very hard to have a healthy relationship with fitness because it was a boundary that I set the moment I stepped into fitness and I've never looked back. I, I just have a healthy relationship with movement and fitness period. So I miss my workouts all the time and I'm totally fine with it. Um, I also will functionally move with intention. So I also know that the way that I move every day can be considered a workout to some degree. But um you know I I just think that the way that we approach our pregnancies and these body changes and this desire to like let go of I have to get my workout in every single day and the reason I was smiling a minute ago at thinking about this is because pregnant women have the ability to go well I didn't get my workout in today but I grew my baby's heart or <laughs> I grew, I grew a hand today. Like, I mean, you, our bodies are doing such miraculous things during pregnancy that let go of the need to look physically a certain way. I know there are all these women on Instagram that have just looked so beautiful and so fit and so chiseled during their pregnancy, but the same women who think that and potentially compare themselves to that, are they taking a minute to step back and wonder what that individual's mental capacity is? What type of pressure they're putting on themselves, their baby, their partners, their friends, um, to maintain the level of lifestyle to get what they're getting with their physical um, looks? And I guess I would just say that It's just bigger. It's just that we have bigger things to do. And oftentimes I will say that we have pregnant women who will reach out to us and want to target train areas because they notice that, oh, well, my hips are getting, you know, a little fatter than they did my previous pregnancies. Do we ever take a moment to step back and sit within our innate consciousness and go, why is that? Does this baby need my body to carry extra fat on my hips? Does this baby, I mean, we, but we don't. I don't think the average person does. I think we just think that, well, my first pregnancy or my second pregnancy was this way. And so I expect any subsequent pregnancy to be the exact same. Mm-hmm. Your pregnancy will not be the same. You will not carry your pregnancy the same. Your birth will never be the same. Like these are all beautiful experiences that we get to embark on and i think our attitude is everything our attitude is everything in life right meg but yeah. especially with keeping us sane and happy can't we all just be happy in pregnancy it's literally nine months of our life it's gone so fast i i tell women often even about postpartum the postpartum period that early postpartum that they often refer to as the fourth trimester it gets a bad rap, right? You hear like husbands or partners, whether they're female or male um, complaining about sleepless nights. The mother never gets sleep. I've heard it all. Women, I mean, I've even had pregnant women complain that while the baby was in utero she got annoyed because the baby would wake her up in the middle of the night and i remember being like oh my gosh every time my baby kicked me in the middle of the night i just woke up so happy and was just like i will sit here with you as long as i need to and feel you kick me so again it it goes back to that attitude and if we can just embrace what we are experiencing the whole experience is so much more beautiful. The postpartum period goes by so fast. I slept with my child on, I did what they tell you not to do. I slept with him Mm -hmm. on my chest for the first five months of his life, skin to skin. I was having to get weekly massages. My body hurt. I was like, I would roll onto my side in the bed and it would feel like complete euphoria. I was like, this is incredible. But I did it for my child because I knew the benefits for him and me were incredible. He isn't, he just turned two. I would go back to that day and those uncomfortable moments in my bed in a heartbeat. So my point in breaking that down is that it all goes by so fast. If you really want that quote unquote to get your body back postpartum and it just means so much to you, then work your butt off postpartum, do that in a healthy way. If that's really that important to you, Um, and let it go during pregnancy, take off the pressure. We don't, at the end of the day, mamas just want a healthy baby and a healthy mama. So Mm -hmm. where does, where does beating yourself up about what your body looks like fall into that? It doesn't, there is no room for that whatsoever.
0: And like you said, um, it really does matter the quality of your thoughts during your entire life, but during pregnancy, I mean, you know, what you're thinking is basically going to be ingrained in your cells, but when you're carrying a baby, that's just like an added layer to that. Absolutely. Yeah. We, We know science shows
1: us if your listeners or yourself know of Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza would say science shows a lot more than what I'm about to say. But um, to kind of dumb it down a little bit, we know that simply the way that we breathe can affect our parasympathetic nervous system or our sympathetic nervous system. And for those people who are listening going, what are the difference between the two? It's probably, we probably learned it in like fifth grade and all forgot it about now, but parasympathetic is essentially your restore repair rebuild uh response and then your sympathetic nervous system is like your fight or flight it's like innately in us if we were you know running from a mountain lion that would turn on um and our breath can affect that literally the way that we breathe and that's a cellular response so if our breath can affect that what do our thoughts do yeah. and if our thoughts and our breath can affect the way the 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 response to the way that we live in a normal state i always like to talk to women about why we one of the reasons that we talk so much about diaphragmatic breath at bloom and how it relates to the core and the pelvic floor and the health of the mama and the baby is because diaphragmatic breath puts you in parasympathetic nervous system and think about how your baby Grows and develops in a womb of a mother who spends the most of her time in parasympathetic nervous system versus a mama who spends most of her time in sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm giving that example is because it's the same with our thoughts. If you wake up every day and you look at your body and you're just like, oh, What do you think that does on a cellular level? Our bodies start responding in a way. So, yeah, thoughts, breath, the love that we give our bodies, the way that we allow other people to talk about our bodies—that's a big one, I I think. You know, with again, I'm going to go back to social media because I see it and. I just see women objectify themselves all the time, whether it's because they're proud of their bikini-ready body, we'll call those women, or they're they're trying to be this beautiful voice for body image, and so they're showing that their body is beautiful, even though it isn't this chiseled, quote-unquote, bikini-ready body. I personally still see it as objectification. like we are more than our bodies. Why, why is this such a big topic? You don't see men, men don't have, a well, I guess men, there are some gym rats that have some crazy accounts, I'm sure, but men oh, yeah. are not <laughs> talking about the changes in their bodies and objectifying their bodies in the way that women do. And I think one of the things that I would like to see shift over the next several years is that women, we can just own our bodies and we can preach body positivity, without feeling that we have to basically strip down to nothing and show off our body. Like, why is that necessary? Mm -hmm. We can just love our bodies. I can love your body and appreciate your body just like you can love my body and we can wear sweatshirts and sweatpants doing it. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. you have to be covered up, but you get what I'm saying. I just don't think that the over objectification that I see on social media a lot, regardless of what side it comes from needs to happen because it's still object- objectification, in my opinion. In my Yeah, opinion.
0: no, I totally get that for sure. And I seriously love this conversation. And I feel like you and I, I've been talking a lot about setting loving, healthy boundaries lately. And I feel like you and I could probably have an entire conversation about setting boundaries through pregnancy about people like commenting about your body, because there are some outrageous comments made to women when they're pregnant and you can set boundaries around that, right? (laughs) You can also turn your comments off. If
1: it's a, if it's a social media thing, you can just turn your comments off. And if it's actually happening to you in real life, whether you're pregnant or not, yeah, those boundaries are huge. And I think it can be hard for people to set boundaries and to stand firm and strong in, in that boundary setting, But the the moment we do it and the moment we allow a situation to occur and for that boundary to come up and you honored it and you went, no, I stood in that boundary that I set for myself. You walk away with your head held a little higher. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. Totally. Okay. So... I don't want to finish this episode without talking about postpartum because you have so many great like mindset shifts that you've offered us so far, like preconception during pregnancy. And I don't want to leave those mamas out that have had their baby. And now they're like, okay, I'm majorly struggling with my body image right now. What would you say to those moms that want to go through postpartum in the most graceful, loving body acceptance way as possible? Yeah. Um, I think
1: that honoring what you need. So I don't believe that if you are truly unhappy in what your physical body looks like, that that is the place that you need to be. I am not a body positive person that says, well, you should just accept your body for the way it is. No, we can, our bodies can change. It's one of the beautiful things about our physical bodies is that we can change them through movement and exercise and our thoughts. Um, But I still believe that it's the journey, right? So it's it's not about, I'm going to finally look in the mirror and give myself the love that I deserve, once my body looks the way I want it to look. It's, I'm actually going to start right now. If today is day number one of the journey, and I am on a journey to try and reclaim either a sense of myself physically preconception, or maybe I want to achieve a totally different physique um, than I ever had preconception, whatever it is, The moment that journey starts, you look in the mirror and you love your body every single step of the way. Because if you can only love your body in one form, what does that really say about the love that we have for our body? It's so conditional.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that means it's conditional.
1: (laughs) It's so conditional. And we need to learn to love ourselves the way we love our families, our partners, our children the more we love ourselves, the more our love can literally infiltrate this planet and in such a beautiful way have such a more powerful, uh, I guess, just effect on people. so it's about loving the body every single day, remembering what your body did. So if you don't like what your body looks like, maybe break it down. Why? Why? What is it about your body that you don't like? And how did your body get there? Is it, is it simply the way that you were designed? Because that's a whole different episode, right? Because we just have to love what we have. But if it's because you gained some weight during pregnancy you've you've spent more time nourishing your connection to your baby and your baby's connection to the world versus worrying about exercising right away, okay, that's okay. Enjoy what you have. Enjoy the journey that you're about to embark on because what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. So if you can embark on a journey and like the entire journey from point A to point B, the amount of lessons and beauty along that journey will be much better than just a beautiful physique at the end of it right Mm -hmm. um at bloom i like to say that a lot of my messaging my coaches messaging um and really just the brand itself we want to redefine quote unquote the mom bod mom bod is like this thing right and oftentimes It comes both ways. I see people talk about it in a positive light, and I see people talk about it in a negative light. And we want to get rid of the negative light, and we just want to redefine it, that the mom bod is not like this negative dad bod. It's not the mom bod is, holy shit, I am stronger and more capable of anything because my body went through pregnancy and birth. And and even with mama's I also feel that I need to touch really briefly on mamas who've experienced loss. Mm -hmm. Those are still mamas. Those mamas still carried that life regardless of how long that life lived within them. So we need to start stepping into motherhood, claiming our stake and saying that my mom bod is way more badass than that body I had pre-pregnancy because look at what it did. Look at what of. Um, And I think that can be hard for people who right now can only see the physical aesthetics of what they want. But I think we have a beautiful, um, you know, group of women out there in the world who are standing strong and being such a voice for body positivity. So they are really shifting the narrative for what A beautiful body is, and how you accept your cellulite. Like, come on, tell me one girl who it tries to say she does not have cellulite. We will all prove her wrong. She is wrong. She's just wrong.
0: So much cellulite. (laughs) You know, we were talking about squatting before. I squat like every week. My whole bum is like cellulite, and I'm like so okay with that. I never hesitate to wear shorts. I wear shorts literally all the time and it honestly breaks my heart when like I live with my boyfriend and I wear shorts around the house I'm wearing shorts right now and it's freezing outside and it I heard um I think it was one of my clients in the past had told me that she doesn't wear shorts in the house because she doesn't want her husband to see her cellulite and I was just like heartbroken finding that out because it had never even been a thought in my mind, and to know like another woman that I care about was struggling with that m- mentality and like that um, belief, it just like is so sad. So, sad. yeah, I would say
1: anyone thinking that, and to that individual, he doesn't notice it at all. She yeah. noticed it. That's that's her trying to protect you know, I don't know if it would be ego. It's be, it's just, it's bigger than that, but he wouldn't even notice.
0: Yeah, definitely ego stuff. And, um, what I do a lot with my clients is we go back to when we first made those decisions or misunderstandings about ourselves. And I do a lot of healing through self-forgiveness work and it's just so transformational, but Oh my gosh, Brooke, I could literally talk to you for another three hours, but we're gonna start wrapping this up. But I do have um, one more question that I ask all of my guests. And that is, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable?
1: Mm. What does it mean to me to be unbreakable? I would say, standing in my truth, standing in my power, no matter what it is, no matter who disagrees with that truth, no matter who doesn't understand it or pushes back against that truth, when we, especially as women, can fiercely and boldly stand in the truth that we, our innate selves, know to be true, we are doing exactly what we are meant to do in this life for ourselves, for our consciousness, And of course do it respectfully right like there's no right or wrong there's no like as polarized as the world is right now we need to learn to have more compassion so standing in your truth while having compassion for people who don't understand your truth versus be allowing that to knock you down yeah um, i would say that is that's the way that um yeah, I would answer that. And I think it is probably the sexiest, most respectful thing, as far as I'm concerned, my perspective, when being around other women, a woman who stands in her truth, I'm just like, yes, girlfriend, you do yeah. it. Even if I don't agree with you, even if your truth seems a little skewed to me, our, we're on our own paths. Mm-hmm. So Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it! Where can everyone find you and connect with you, learn more from you, and the Bloom Method? Yeah, um, we're on Instagram at the
1: Bloom Method. Um, our website, thebloommethod.com, dot com. Um, our app, Studio Bloom, and um, yeah, we're just trying to redefine what fitness looks like, feels like, um, and manifests for. I guess every woman because the fitness industry has lied to us a lot about what we need to do to love movement and exercise in our bodies. And we just want to, we want to shift that narrative quite
0: a bit. You're doing (laughs) such important work. Thank you so much for doing the work and also this great conversation. I loved it so much.
1: Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here.